Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, welcome back to the Gospel for Life. Uh, Pastor Russ is not with us today, but we do have Pastor Ryan Hemphill from Treasure Valley Reformed Presbyterian Church. That's Thank a you for mouthful. having me. It's a wonderful mouthful. <laughs> it is a wonderful mouthful. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, well, we are talking about the church because uh, Reformation Boise 2022 O Church Arise is coming up October 21st and 22nd. You're not going to want to miss this conference. If you go to ReformationBoise.com, you can find out all the details there. So yesterday on the program, we talked about how, how the scripture defines church. We kind of talked about those three categories of church. The invisible church being the whole number of God's elect in, in all time and all places. We talked about the visible church, those those people who profess uh, the Lord Jesus Christ and their children. And then we talked about the local church, you know, particular churches in local places who have elders and, and deacons, and um, they preach the Word of God, they administer the sacraments, they, they practice church discipline. So... The question, like we want to ask this morning, is what are what are some of the consequences if we fail to make these distinctions? So, of course, we recognize that not all, all of our listeners are are theologians who are studied on these things, but hopefully, as you hear them, you're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I agree mm-hmm. with that. So, what? But what happens if you're on the opposite side of it and you're just like, I, I just reject these categories? What are what are some of the consequences of denying these categories of invisible, visible, and local? Well, if we if we fail to make the distinction between the visible church and the invisible church, while we, while we were off the air, uh, I was asking the guys, and, and you you failed me yeah, because you, <laughs> you you didn't know. Shock but, but I but I I don't know either. I remember a quote, uh, and I think it's from one of the early church fathers, who said, "All that God has." the church does not have and all that the church has god does not have in other words uh there are people in church that don't belong to god they've never uh surrendered they they've never uh repented and believed and there are also folks outside the uh, outside the church who's God has outside the local church. Outside the local church, yeah, they're not outside the church. Uh, they're in the in- invisible church, but they, God has called them uh, to Himself, and uh, they belong. They belong to God. We, uh, whether, we decided. Whether, we decided that. Phil was the early church father he was referring to. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, can't claim, I can't claim that wisdom for, for myself. But one of the things, one of the traps that we fall into, if we fail to make a distinction between the visible church and the invisible church, 
if we think that everybody in the visible church, in other words, in the in in the local church, that everybody automatically belongs to God, we will neglect the preaching of the gospel. Yes, Mm -hmm. and the church needs the gospel, Mm -hmm. and faith comes by Uh, hearing, and hearing by the word of Christ. Yes, and so, yeah, and that and that's important that way but also it's important when we when we observe local churches too you know there's a throughout the world there are a number of groups that go by the name church and and some are not true churches you know we we would recognize that w- there are characteristics of what we would call the true church um, which you know in those category in the category of the true church you'll have some churches that are more pure and less pure so the true church would be identified with the pure preaching of the gospel the word of god uh, would recognize that within the in the church that god had given uh, these ordinances or sacraments the two sacraments of communion or lord's supper and baptism and then also that within that membership there is a a, a structure for church discipline there is a family structure of mm-hmm. having accountability. A, a accountability and so those you know so there are groups together that may preach god's word but they you know in fact we'll be we'll be at one if we go to the conference that's a that's a group that's preaching god's word but you won't find the sacrament and you won't find uh, the you know, a discipline being carried out. So it'll out certainly there. be an expression of the visible church. It'll be an expression right. of it, but it won't be. It won't be the the, the local, local church. church, right? I think a a danger too, and a consequence of not making these distinctions is a misplaced uh, faith, because someone could um, be going to church every every week and and think, well, I'm I belong to the church, so I'm good. And mm-hmm. whereas their lives may reflect something completely different, and or, their, so, or their heart, or their heart too, and because so, their lives sometimes we we don't discern what you know they're they're just honorable good people, but right. we don't discern the heart. Is the heart fully trusting in Christ alone for their salvation, or are they actually doing these things in order to say I'm part of the church, I'm part of His family? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every every time we say, "Well, I've done such and such," we've missed the mark. And uh, because our salvation is dependent completely on the work of Christ. Amen. Well, I'm certain we've bu- yeah. we bumped into people on the street. Like I know oh, that sure, you've yeah. done a lot of evangelism, and oh, I've been baptized. So they're misplacing their faith right. in um, in a in a true ordinance. Uh, mm-hmm. namely baptism, but it's it's misplaced onto like some local expression of the church and not on Christ himself. So that mm-hmm. that is absolutely a danger. Yep. I think there's also a, the kind of a, a fundamentalist or a cultish type of danger. Like uh, if, if all of your emphasis is on um, the local church and your particular local brand of the local church, then you could start you know, cutting people off from Christ's right. vine who actually belong to them because mm-hmm. they don't mm-hmm. uh, they don't agree with your particular doctrines on particular issues. Um, so help this help seeing the broader church helps us to see that. Wait a minute, we're not the only faithful remnant in the world today. <laughs> yeah, um, I I like to ask the people at our church. I like to ask them a question every now and then. How many churches are there in the Treasure Valley? There's one. Mm-hmm. One church. Yeah. 
and we we obviously have lots of local church bodies, and that is good. And there's a variety of local church bodies, um, different denominations, in independent congregations, different styles of music, different church government. Uh, but there's one head of that church. There is one. There is one church. And one holy Catholic and apostolic church. So I love that that uh, that instruction that you give, because you're very much pressing against this um, this idea of dividing Christians one from another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So praise God, we need to hear that. Uh, but there are on the other side, there's people who would grab a hold of that definition and say, "Yeah, see, I'm I'm part of the one church <laughs> in Boise. Why do I need to be part of a local church? That's just a uh-huh. a man made invention. I'm at liberty to uh, be a part of a local church or not. How would you guys respond to that?" <laughs> It's well, read your Bible. Uh, yeah, yes. Uh, read, read your Bible. Um, uh, well, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is Hebrews 10, uh, 24, yes. 25. Like, do not uh, neglect the, forsake the assembling together as is the habit of some, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. It's a recognition that God has made us social creatures. He hasn't made us in isolation, and we're not meant to be in isolation and as I was thinking through this recently with some friends that, you know, one of their, their, son, their, their sons kind of drifting away and, and considering his situation and talking with them, it's God uses the illustration of we're, we're sheep and we're herd animals. And when you think about herd animals, um, the strength is and the protection is within the herd. Like when, mm-hmm. when, when predators come, they want to separate one off. So they can attack it easier. Yes. So there's God has given us this assembly to help us stay true to what He's called us to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As you mentioned, you know that we get there by reading the Bible, and the and the confessions have done this. Um, you know, summarizing what God's Word says to us. Um, the Belgic Confession says we we believe since this holy congregation is an assembly of those who are saved and out of it there is no salvation that no person of whatever state or condition may be uh, ought to withdraw himself from this church, but that all men are in duty bound to join and unite themselves with it, maintaining the unity of the church, submitting to the doctrine and discipline of it, bowing their necks under the yoke of Jesus Christ, and as mutual members of the same body, serving to the edification of the brethren according to the talents God has given to them. And it's saying, you know, we have a responsibility to join with, uh, with that local expression of the church. We, you know, we ought not, there is no safety outside mm-hmm. of the body of Christ. Yeah, if you look at the whole narrative of the Bible, right from the beginning, uh, God doesn't just call individuals to himself. Uh, God definitely does uh, call individuals, but he calls them into a body. Mm-hmm. Um, God is, uh, throughout the Bible, God is calling to himself a people, and not not just isolated individuals. And uh, then in, in well... Uh, God called to himself in, in the Old Testament a people, Israel, and made covenant with them. 
And uh, in the New Testament, uh, it's pretty obvious that Jesus calls to himself a people. He calls uh, disciples as a body and not not just isolated individuals. Yeah. I think one of the, the, the root of that mentality, it can kind of come off a little pious and, you know, kind of humble, but at the root, it's really a pride yeah. because um, at the heart, the individual is not willing to submit to the authority that God has given. Yeah. And he's made it clear he has given this structure and this authority that we're to submit to in his Think about if that was applied to other uh, institutions that God had made. You know, think about your five-year-old. Well, I don't need to submit to this particular family because there's all sorts of families all over the world, you know? I'm a part of the universal family, Yeah, or or a cop holds you (laughs) over for speeding. Well, I don't need to, you know, submit to this particular government because I'm part of the universal government all over the world. That's that's nonsense. You have no jurisdiction over that. Yeah, exactly. And then they give you a ticket. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let's see if that works in court. Well, uh, we've been talking about the church because um, our 2020, 2020, our 2022 Boise Reformation Conference is coming up. Oh, Church Arise with Dr. Joel Beakey, Dr. Derek Thomas. Of course, you can register today at reformationboise.com. It's looking like it's going to be maybe the biggest conference that we've had. It's going to be super great. Um, so don't forget to register. There's going to be lots of great books to purchase. There's going to be lots of great fellowship. This this conference has never been about one church. We have multiple churches that are involved in putting it together, and we have made it so that it's for free for you. So go to ReformationBoise.com today and register. Tell your friends. We hope to see you there October 21st and 22nd. See you next time.